give yourself permission to achieve good. And uh, this, uh, you know, why to give you permission? Because we all know the need of this. But again, uh, the, the moment you think of a big dream, what happens is you say, No, you are not enough, you are not worthy. Those things come automatically when you give yourself a you think of them. Uh, those are my people. So let us uh, let us accept it's true. how we can give ourselves permission. And let me share the screen uh, with which we start this journey. Have you ever seen this? So I was also attending a session wherein there is a left brain questions and there is a right right brain questions. So those questions we will deal with later. Let us first start with give. And this is going to be very, very important for us as to how we are going to give permission for this. Let us see why, how we can give permission to be the greatness that we always dream. My friend Roger is a talented financial advisor who struggled to break through beyond the commission threshold of $80,000 a year. He had a dream of building a robust business, but just always seemed to end of making stuff. He tried practicing on his own with a partner and on his own again. A thing he did seem to make any difference. He kept asking, how can I work with clients who have more money to invest? I sent him some references, but they weren't the big features Google was today. But then an opportunity arose when a friend messaged me about a 19-year-old man who had just won hundreds of millions in the lottery. As it turned out, one of the lottery winners' latest tweets was about an episode of the School of Tweets. I reached out to the young men to congratulate him and warn him of the challenges that would be coming his way. After all, about 70% of people who win the lottery go broke, some drug addicts, or die by suicide within a few years. I offered some support and made myself available if he ever wanted to jump on a call for guidance. 
He ended up taking me up on my offer. Over the course of several good calls, I learned his story. Although he seemed to have a solid support team around him, I offered to connect him with my friend Roger and encourage him to talk with other advisors as well. To make sure he had a fiduciary in place to guide his financial decisions. He agreed. I went back to my friend Roger and I asked him if he would be willing to have some calls with a young not selling anything, just being of help and seeing where it might go. He agreed. And before long, we had several calls take place among the three of us. The young man also connected with several other professionals before letting me know he really liked Roger and wanted to work with Imagine my excitement when I called Roger to tell him everything. Dude, this is going to change your life right now because this life is going to make you a multi make you a multimillionaire. And then he said something that so totally surprised me. I am not ready for what I got. What do you mean not ready for? I have never had a client that big. I don't know how to manage that much. I practice a little tough luck. I am telling you right now. I don't think I can be your friend. You are unwilling to take this risk and take this on. You have been asking me for years for bigger clients. Now, here I am helping you, and you are telling me you can't work with him because you don't feel ready. Then I let him help. I can't send you business if you are not willing to go for it. Why was I so annoyed with Roger? Because life was offering him an opportunity, one he had dreamed of and desired for so long. But he was unwilling to give himself permission to think. He was living in self-doubt and fear, and this was keeping him from fulfilling his meaningful mission. Roger agreed to think about the opportunity after a few weeks. He decided he would take on the new client, but with the help of another part, one that would pay 50% of the commission to partner with him, that has the experience and resources for managing larger clients. This partnership gave Roger the comfort he did at the start, but it only took a couple of years for him to grow the confidence of to manage not only the young man's financial matters, but also several other bigger clients on his own. He then made 100% commissions instead of only 50%. In a way, by bringing in a partner, Roger gave himself a partial permission to succeed. He didn't fully trust him ability, so he felt he needed someone else's credibility to take on bigger clients. It was a step in the right direction because he was willing to act. When he eventually realized the people he leaned on did not know much more than he did, he had the confidence to give himself full permission to go all in. And yes, this is a reason of your own making. So here I am writing this in. Look out for the reason. Do you think you are not yet capable? It seems everyone is looking for permission mistakes, whether it is from a therapist, coach, friend, client, or family member. 
we are all looking for someone to give us permission. As I think about our desire for permission, it seems there are three forms you might need to give yourself on your way to accomplishing your meaningful missions. To become your idea, to eliminate and to show emotion. If you withhold permission from yourself in any of these ideas, you set yourself up for problems. Give yourself permission to become your idea. The result of not permitting yourself to become your idea is jealousy and insecurity. I love how Gary Bunstein expressed this idea. Jealousy is a form of witnessing un undeveloped parts of ourselves. You might look at someone else and resent the qualities they reflect, but nothing is preventing you from developing those same qualities. You just have to give yourself the affirmation and permit yourself to become your desired self. As Seth Godin put it, so many of us are waiting to be picked. Our cultural instinct is to wait to be picked, to seek out the permission, authority, and safety that comes from a publisher or a talk show host or even a blogger saying, I'll be picked. Once you reject the impulse and realize that no one is going to select you, that Prince Charming has chosen another course, then you can actually get to the point. Once you understand that there are problems just waiting to be solved, once you realize that you have all the tools and all permissions to meet, then the opportunity is to contribute around about. Most of all, when you open down, confront the lizard, and seek your best work. You are becoming the artist that you are capable of becoming. No one is going to be pick yourself. No one is going to pick you. Pick yourself. Our hesitancy to give ourselves permission to succeed is born out of fear, not from our greatness mindset in pursuit of our meaningful mission. Give yourself permission to say no. When it comes to eliminating things from our all to clutter lives, a lot of people struggle with saying no because they feel they need affirmation from others. It goes back to the identity issue. Are you letting other people's expectations define who you are? You don't practice giving yourself permission to eliminate tasks. You risk getting distracted with all the tasks others, others ask of you. Successful people say no to something so that they can give a fully committed yes to other things. My friend, Rory Baden is an expert on productivity. As the author of Procrastination Procrastinate on Purpose, Rory has developed an entire system for thinking about using time effectively. As he puts it, when you have the diluted focus, you get diluted pleasures. In other words, the more you try to accomplish to gain others' approval, the less you actually get done as time gets away from you. You have to give yourself permission to eliminate things from your to-do list and from your life so you can focus on what is most important to you. 
give yourself permission to show emotions. Can you think of a time when you did not permit yourself to feel the full state of emotions in negative? In order to bring your past, maybe you didn't give yourself permission to be that pain because it was uncomfortable or awkward. Gabby also speaks about this form of permission. She refers to category of emotions she calls impermissible feeling. She says everyone has endured some level of trauma, and within that trauma are often similar feelings of inadequacy, age. Or self hate. Just in the people may avoid these feelings because it is the only way they know to protect themselves from past wounds. But those coping mechanisms are often unsustainable. They can lead to all sorts of coping behaviors or addictions. That only pull you back from greatness. You have to allow for entry into those memories and permit yourself to feel emotions if you want to come out on the other side of it. You are in charge of it. Stephen R. Covey is perhaps most famous soldier. Habit one is proactive, but I like the children version that his son created even better for its simplicity. You are in charge of it. That simple expression, if internalized, can help you avoid the permission because we, we talked about earlier. It means you have the power to navigate your way to greatness. You don't need someone else. Someone else to give you permission to do that. The guiding principle in Kobe's teachings is the indifference between reactive and proactive attitude. Reactive people let their environment shape their story with language like, I can't or I have to. They overlook how much influence they have on their circumstances. Meanwhile, proactive people recognize their powerless over certain aspects of their lives, but they focus on what they can do in response to what comes their way. Proactive people take responsibility for their story, and it all begins with giving yourself permission to take charge of your greatness. Taking charge means living intentionally. For example, Lori Wedding teaches that the key to multiplying time is giving yourself the emotional permission to spend time on things today that create more time to work. He calls this formula the significant calculation. It means you take command of your time and use it to do things that will save time in the long run. Scheduling is not just about calendars and to-do lists. Beneath our objectives are feelings of guilt, fear, anxiety, ambition, and drive. Even if we aren't ever aware of it, these emotions 
factor heavily into all our decisions. I seldom struggle to tackle a new challenge. I'm usually raring to dive in right way. Where I tend to struggle is giving myself permission to slow down or adjust my approach to achieve goal. For example, I felt a lot of guilt about this book when I didn't get it done as quickly as I had planned. It took me a while to realize it was okay to push methods like that. the priority was making it great and not necessarily making sure I sit myself in the When I took the pressure off myself, I became more excited about it. I think when people put pressure on accomplishing their goals the perfect way, they often don't achieve those goals. Successful people know to have internal inflexibility. Internal flexibility. And internal, internal and grace for themselves instead of beating themselves up for not big enough. The robot, you need to know to give yourself permission to step up, step back, step aside, or take whatever steps you need to in your journey to greatness. <clears throat> Let us do some exercises. <clears throat> Measure our life or It can be difficult to see beyond our own self-doubt. It might even feel like we are being responsible or realistic when we discourage ourselves from big dreams. This exercise will provide a new point of view by helping you to imagine the stakes are higher. Record your responses in your journal, notes, or other place of your journey. So there is Think of your goal you have been wanting to accomplish, you have not made progress toward and by it. Raise the snakes. Imagine you live in a society where many the most productive people are allowed to live. Each year, a tribunal assesses each person's accomplishments and decides their fate. Now it is your turn to be assessed. They look at your list of achievements and see you have failed to accomplish the main goal you set for yourself. Someone steps forward to take you away. You break out in a cold sweat fall to your knees and beg them for another chance. After a few tense moments, they agree to give you one final year to make it happen. 
but you have to submit a convincing plan for how you will do it. Make it happen. Take 30 minutes now to write a plan to submit to the children. Take it seriously. Your plan has to be realistic and convincing. Whatever it takes, you must make it. So I am going to make a plan. How I will do that plan is, I'll be, uh, I'll just start the journal and I'll ask the first question. What needs to happen? And after that, I'll write down the, you know, the random thoughts that come. And I'll start from there and it will surely go on and on and on because each time I write a big thing, my mind will say that this is this will not happen. And when I'll I, I will see that one and I'll allow it to keep telling, but again I am not swing by it. This scenario is unlikely to ever happen in real life, but the exercise puts you time in perspective. You might not lose your life by failing at your mission, but you may likely lose the kind of life you desire. Those are the real stakes. Not as pressing, but I would argue as equally high. This is the first uh, exercise you do. Next is choose a goal, either use the goal from exercise one or write down the image. So and the next next is Identity previous reasons. When you think about chasing after the goal, you name what doubts arise. Using the outline below, write the self criticism preventing you from working towards your goal. Are you thinking like this? I am too old. Are you thinking like this? It is too irresponsible selfish to go after this goal. It is too selfish to go after this goal. I don't have anything, but uh, <laughs> uh, because it gives me an open hand 
In my past, I experienced. In my past, I experienced. Stephanie's draft permission statements. Using the outline below, create permission statements to combat the critics you identified in step two. I give permission to control. To control, to forgive, to this action, to and call for. We all have self we all lack certain skills of traits. I wasn't professional learner, but I learned a I wasn't trained to be an interviewer, but I created a podcast. I almost failed out of English class in high school, but I am now a New York Times bestselling author. You have to be able to say, it is true, I'm not those days, but I gave myself permission to do this anyway. Maybe you call, but you call forward, and that is still progressing. Own your mission. Just like we have all forward missions. Just like we have to give ourselves permission to take the perfect action. Sometimes we have to give ourselves permission not to take action and focus as well. Remember your mission and permit nothing to get in the way of that mission. Be your own source of permission because no one has permissions less interest in mind or than you do. So do this exercise because it will take you some time to create this because. No, yeah, our mind is very focused on what is how all these things. And we need to have a have to create some plan of purpose to start taking action. And as I said, I always say, but whatever we do as in our life, 